God damn it. Hey, you. Chris, what's the capital of Michigan? I don't know. Fucking Detroit might as well be shit. <laughs> if I could write you a song to make you fall in love, I would already have you up under my arm. I used to ball of my tricks. I hope that you like this, but you probably won't. You think you're cooler than me. You got designer shades just to hide your face, and you wear them around like you're cooler than me. Never say hey or remember my name And it's probably cause you think you're cool with me Episode 18 So Chris, what's the capital of Arkansas? Is it Little Rock? It's a Little Rock and here we go Episode 18 Uh so Chris is currently trying to log into the what WWE w- for no reason. What are you doing? No, this is oddly entertaining to see some of the stupid shit that happens. Oh, Jesus like, Christ, Chris is not look, some people. Some people watch reality TV. I watch professional wrestling. You watch men's soap opera. Hey man, look, it's like hillbilly soap opera, dude. Okay, but look, there are some athletic feats. Like when you see a guy like do you know like a fucking what is it like a six twenty flip? It's kind of entertaining to see. You know, there's like two guys all time who could do that, right? It's, about two or three, I think. But anywho, it's like, you know. Anywho, we're uh, we've got some NBA stuff, a little bit of off season. Should we even bring up summer league? Uh, I mean, it sucks for us because we're Pistons fans. Yeah, it really does suck for us as Pistons fans because we get so many flashes of hey, yeah. this is gonna be great. We've and had like two or three days of baseball since the break. Speaking yep, of the three, break, yeah, we've had some. The All Star break was actually pretty solid this year. It was like it was way, way better than I expected it to yeah. be. And then to go along with the intro, there was uh, we had just brought it up, just shooting the shit, kind of hanging out, having beers. Uh, Mike Posner's fucking walking around the world, I guess. But yeah. you know, he's walking across the country, and I know somebody personally who's doing that. So it was, we were going to bring that up, and then to end the show, we're doing fantasy football. So Once again, so uh, NBA. Russell Westbrook, how does it, how does that change? Wait, yesterday mm-hmm. we were gonna do our 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 matinee episode, right? Oh yeah. And <laughs> no, so actually we have an intern this week. Ah. Uh. And she got us beers, and what else? She got me my my charger for my computer and all this other shit. Yep. She's basically doing whatever we tell her to. Intern net. Later. We'll be doing blowjobs. No, just kidding. <laughs> bro, hey, bro down. Going on on yeah. buddy's podcast. His name is Joseph. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no. All right, so intern. Oh, her name is Net. Internet. How are you? I am good. How are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... Uh, yeah, she's real. We didn't just make up an intern. No, uh, we totally didn't make up an intern. No. Why would we do such a thing? Right. Anywho, uh, so Westbrook, where does that put... Wait, I'm, I'm off track here. I've been drinking all no, day, you were so doing, bear with you were, me. You were doing Westbrook before we mentioned you yeah. Know, intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, no, so yesterday we were supposed to do a show. You had a wedding, right? Yeah. Congrats to your brother. You got, yep. you got married. Yep. Chris... Dude, you were fucking... You stepped out, man. You, you clean up nice. Hey, man, look. I mean, it happens from time to time. Yeah, know, man. You know? It was hot as hell in that suit, though. Why are we seeing fucking... What do you get? What are you wearing today? An Avengers... Yeah, j- track What is jacket. that? Like an Avengers life jacket? Yeah, like a little no, track jacket, you know? Like, hey. <laughs> Set a life jacket. Hey, man, look. You know, uh, 
Gotta fight Thanos every now and then, so you know it's perfect time travel. There it is. Yeah, but I, I don't normally see you in a suit, so I'm like, yeah, damn, true, damn, true. Chris is uh, Chris is looking quite fly today. Eh. Anywho, so Russell Westbrook, where does this put the the Rockets? I say it makes them worse. Really? I, I, I really say it makes them worse because Russ and Harden are so ball dominant. Like, mm-hmm. if it didn't work with Harden with Chris Paul, who's more of a pure point to distribute the ball. I don't see it really working with Russ, who's not as pure of a point, because I still say Russ is more of a two than a one. Okay. So you basically have two two guards, you know, alternating who's going to run the offense here and there. I just and then I, like I don't think it's going to make them a better team like people are expecting them to be, you know, like experts and stuff. All of a sudden, yeah, it'll be flashy foot and amazing, you know, to watch as far as basketball. Like it definitely will be nonstop highlight reels, but. I just I don't think it really makes them better. Honestly, it really doesn't. Now here's the thing: I Russell Westbrook averaged more assists than Chris Paul last year. If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah, because he was chasing a triple double and has been for the last like three years. Yep. But he also so on paper a lot of turnovers too. Yeah, but I mean, you don't do that when you're a one man band trying to score the basketball and distribute to people who can't score as well. I, I think the turnovers I mean, go. I think the turnovers go down. I think the points per game goes down. Um, and I think they still got that one guy who's got that fucking stupid haircut, right? Capella. Uh, yeah, with the blonde fucking yeah. stripe in the front. Yeah, Capella. Yeah. Like he can score. Um, mm, I mean, yeah, he's not like he's not twenty five uh, points a game, but he can score. And I feel like with someone like Westbrook, like he can stretch the fl- not well. Westbrook. Here, here's where I'm at it with it. So mm. I, I don't know. I'm derailing here, but I think with Westbrook, he his shooting percentage went down mm-hmm. like quite significantly from the year before yeah, from the it, MVP it drastically season. dropped like three point per sh- shooting overall shooting and even his free throw percentage yeah. just tanked and I'm not even going to bring up the point like oh they played on a team before and it worked well because yeah, they were they, going to Western Conference finals at that time and I mean not only that but and people still say yo if they would have stayed together they would have hardened still I don't think Harden will be the Harden he is if he stayed on that team with Katie and Russ he became the Harden that he is because he no, had to chance. be. The, he had to be the face of the franchise. Yeah, That's chance. what that was. A product he would be of. Lou Will at this point, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, what I thought of in hindsight, seeing mm-hmm. how Harden played the year that he did play point, if OKC was smart, they would have moved him to the point and moved Westbrook to the two. Because yeah. Harden could play better at the point, you know. But you times, need that but presence but off the bench. You, you always do. do. You really do. Yeah. But in, in this league, you do. Yeah. Like, look at those Spurs I mean, just, teams that dominated. I mean, just look at it. The turnovers leaders, you know, last year, one and two, Westbrook and Harden. Yeah. Year before, Westbrook and Harden are in the top three. Yeah. Year before that, Harden and Westbrook. Okay. <laughs> like it's, but hang on. It's a on lot the same of token, On the same token, go 2018 and prior. Yeah, that was 20. The first one was No, 20. no, no. On the same token, go ahead. Hey, 2018. So you have LeBron. Where's he at? Number four. Yeah. 2017, LeBron's in the top five. Yeah. He was in the finals both years. True, true. You know, Steph Curry's in the top ten every year. Yeah. Any player, here's the thing, any player that has the ball in their hands that oh, much, I, gonna turn it they're going to turn the ball over. There's, It's it's the inevitable. Yeah. Like, if you have more opportunities, you're going to turn the ball over. You're but, the guy who, and it's like off stupid shit. Like, you could throw a pass to a guy across the court he doesn't catch it. That's a turnover. But these guys are averaging, you know, like four or five a year turnovers. Like Curry and Brown and them are, you know, maybe three or so. Like it's a nice, it's a nice enough gap between them. It's and off of play creation. Look at the assists per game. 
Yeah, he's creating. He's creating more points off of assists than than yeah. you know, say somebody like LeBron. I did. just I don't I don't think it's gonna pan out like people think it will. As far as those two, I really I, I I hate to cut you off here, but I really wanted him to be a piston. Oh, I did too. It was it was it, that's one of those moves I feel like that changes a franchise. I feel like if Bill Davidson was still alive, he would have pulled the trigger. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And the reason you do that is because you change the culture of a team yep. rather than somebody who's like coasting along the fucking you know middle of the pack. Yeah, you bring in a superstar. I don't care what it like. It's not like that. I don't care what it costs because there comes you know there's a price tag on everything. Yeah. Right. Uh, excuse me. So much beer. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. There's a price tag on everything. Yeah. But for some to bring in a player on the caliber. The only thing that sucks about that contract is because of how he performed last year. Yeah. Had his contract ended last year and you brought him in on a sign and trade deal, you would have gotten so much. Deal less. of the lifetime. And he got a super. The Pistons. So. The Pistons literally shoot themselves into top three in the East. Yeah, and competing see, with teams like Milwaukee and Philly. And I feel him in Detroit was a better fit because of the fact that a lot of people are like well you still would possibly have andre yeah but at that point you can make andre drummond play what andre drummond yeah, is best because at. he's playing with Put bigs and boards. He's playing with bigs not somebody who's competing for possessions exactly like, like you can let blake play a stretch four yeah and then westbrook control the basket control the tempo of the game exactly. control the basketball rather than in houston you know, you've got him and Harden kind of like basically for possessions. it up. Yeah. yeah. And then, too, like, it's Westbrook in a Mike D'Antoni system where you got to shoot a lot. It, like, his shooting percentage is going to have to come up in that system. I don't know. I feel like Mike D'Antoni might have to fucking he's change, have to change He might something. have to scheme some shit. He, he's going to have to, but will he is the thing. Yeah. The, here's I mean, the thing. If you bring in Westbrook to somebody like Coach, Coach Casey I'm talking about. Oh, Coach you bring Casey him to coach. That's not a him. We would literally we we would be competing for the number one spot in the East. Yeah, and, and I, mean, I and I believe that through and through. Yeah, that's the thing because the East is so wide open. It's like yeah, you got Philly, but uh, I mean, you got, got Milwaukee. You got Milwaukee, but Milwaukee's you know losing a couple pieces here and there that yeah. contribute. So, yeah, I mean, and here's the thing: this shit happens immediately. Yeah, you have to worry about Brooklyn next year. Yeah, this season yeah. you could have really you made really a. Uh, 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 you could have made a run. You mm-hmm. could really could have. And the fact, like, and I hate to be the guy who's always hating on Detroit sports, but this is why where we're at. Yeah. We never pull the trigger on the moves that we need to pull the trigger on yeah. to jump ahead further than we need to be. Like, it's it's sad. Like, we've got a bad track record of we'll pull the trigger on that guy when it's too late. Especially hence in bringing in basketball. Darren Rose, hence bringing in Iverson, hence bringing yeah. in fucking Weber. I would say D. Rose may be the better of those moves, though. Like, he may have the most left in the tank than everyone else that we brought in that late. Because remember, we had T-Mac at one point, too. And T-Mac, yeah. yeah. That was the other name I was going to drop. Yep. But here's the thing is because you, you're you buying Derrick Rose beyond his 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 beyond the, the value, beyond yeah. the, the, the point of where this is where you're getting him at the best value. Yeah. And where we're at as a franchise, where we are currently sitting as a franchise, we need to get players at a value. Yep. We, we don't really have do. we don't have the currency. We don't have the capital to back ourselves. And I mean, realistically, our window is busted. I, I honestly feel like because both Andre and Blake, I believe, are free agents the same year. I believe we may lose it's both. It's 21 and 22, I think. I, I think it may be the same. Or it's like one is a restricted and then... The, Others, you know, yeah, because Blake re signed and then they traded him. Yeah. 
And they, but they, we had signed Andre to a big contract, like you know, it was the year prior. I think the year prior. I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't so know. We could have like, we could have gave Andre more years. Yeah, we could or have. an extra year. But it's like I, I feel like they both may walk at that point. Like Andre may stay. Why if, would you resign here? And that's the thing. That's why it's I'm like Andre may stay, but uh, Blake. Unless we're somehow in a position to run the East, if Blake will probably walk. He's 100% going to walk. He's yeah. literally carried he literally carried the team to an 8 seed last year yep. in the East. Yep. In the East. He yeah. literally fought fucking what whatever the expression is. Yeah. He's kind of drunk. He literally fought as hard as he possibly could and have. It only got us to the 8th and we got swept. To compete with a fucking Brooklyn team who was in a who literally made worse choices than you did, yeah. you know, a few years back. Yep. And Orlando, who's essentially never relevant except for the one time Stan Van Gundy was like, oh, we're going to surround shooters around Dwight Howard in his prime. You know, like he just lucked out with players. Yeah, he did. It's just (sighs) Detroit sports are so messy. Like we've got the Pistons in this scenario. We've got the Lions doing we don't know what. The Wings are trying to. Wait, while you bring up football and basketball at the same time, do you see they're adding challenge flags? Yeah. The So look. To everybody that's, it, that's that probably a, like that it's a good approved? idea, I don't think it's approved yet. Okay, but they're thinking of it. And I, my thing is this: it can work in baseball because baseball is a slower paced game. Right, it works in football exactly. because you have a stoppage after every play. Exactly, it cannot work in basketball no. because basketball is too fast paced. Like basketball and hockey are the two sports where challenges. It, it, it's not really going to fly. If you're going to give know? them challenges, drop their timeouts by two. Yeah. Give them five timeouts and two challenge flags. Yeah. If you're going to do that, and cost the cost of a challenge flag is a timeout regardless of the outcome. Mm-hmm. That's that's my take on it. Why why slow the game up? Like basketball is already a pretty fast game. It's, it's a, a fast paced game, game. And but that's it, why it's a good game. And when it's slower pace, that's when it just it loses fans. Right. You know, like people don't want to see a slow paced basketball game. Right. They want to see you know running and gunning like. The grind out, you have to be a basketball purist to want to grind out slow-paced game. And even then, to really watch it on a regular basis like that, no. Well, it's, I like college basketball, but the shot clock is 35 seconds. Yeah. It's a slower-paced game. It's only because of the rule of the shot clock. Yeah, that's it. That's the reason why. Yep. I mean, Final Four is not a slow pace. Just no, because it's, it's teams that are fucking yeah, it's gunning teams, to win it. Yeah, know, they're, but, like, they're trying to give their best every But second. if you watch during the season, you know, like yeah. there's... There's like 10, 12 passes before there's a shot taken. Yep. You know? And then you have those horrible moments where guys can't make a shot. So you got like a good five minutes of no baskets back and forth because guys are having to run back up and down the court off of missed shots. Yeah. Like, do you really want to make it less appealing? Like, you're trying to make basketball better. And I get it. You know, the two-minute report or whatever you call it. I, it, I like that it's only of, in between you know, two minutes, but that shit takes forever. Yeah. it's It draws the game down when you're like, hey, yeah. And it, here's where it really messes up. Mm-hmm. And this is what the NBA execs are not thinking about. For East Coast fans, when you're watching a Blazers-Warriors yeah. fucking playoff game and they stop the clock in the second quarter yep. to say, oh, man, there was a challenge flag. Let's waste another 10 minutes. Like, dude, I got to fucking work in the morning. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm not... Like, you're going to lose young fans just based off of the fact... Because, I mean, the the West always has, like, a lot of great games, but East Coast fans don't really finish them because it it's on so... Like, the game starts at usually 10. Right. And then you're going to slow the pace of the and game. If you noticed last, year, last season, though, 
they did start changing that a little bit because they realized, oh, shit, LeBron is in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Right. So games start at 7 now, and then the second game starts at about 9, like 9, 9.30-ish yeah. some nights. So it's like, all right, you're trying, but this isn't going to help Internet, hear me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Will you talk so that people actually know I'm not just telling Chris to beer me? <laughs> Interns don't talk. Interns do Interns talk. Interns talk. jump on the mic. Interns yeah. jump on the mic. Go ahead, internet. So we, we don't just treat our interns like shit. We pay oh. our interns. Yeah. Intern. What do you pay me? I took you on a day trip today. You pay me in cores like courtesy <laughs> of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm not opposed to it though. Yeah. So how how was uh how how was your day? It was cute. It was fun. A little day trip away. Don't tell my wife. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. No, it is. Like, wait, wife. we're gonna take this to our grave, guys. The it's in- okay. Internet is the old lady. Hello. How are you? I think you've I think you've been on the show. Actually, yeah, but I also think you've edited me out. No, that was the funniest fucking shit. So on episode, one of the earlier episodes, oh, it wasn't yeah. even on the pilot episodes that we shot because we shot like six pilot we episodes. We shot so many pilot episodes. We were man. trying to get it right for everybody, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, you came on the show and you're like, oh, I get my chance. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you're on the show. And then I was like, all right, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> we completely edited you out of it. It's just, oh, it was, man. it was already like an hour and a half. And I then we talked about type thing, yeah. So. Well, no, we had, we talked about TV shows for like thirty extra minutes, and yeah. I was like, dude, and that's that what you edited out. Yeah, but that's what the people want to hear. Well, my what? geographic of things. Oh, okay. I just made a Instagram of Miss Internet. Oh, you did? I did. M R S. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, Miss. That's the Miss. But listen, that's this is the username. Intern dot e t t e at intern at intern at so nice. your name's at so it's classy but it's internet okay nice. I tried other w- names it wouldn't work well everybody follow internet thanks on uh, on Insta she spelled it out for you right <laughs> it was wait. follow me at <laughs> <laughs> all right so um. You know, I'm done with fucking basketball for a while. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's gotten so slow, like, since the Kawhi shit. We already covered all well, that. It's not even that. Like I thought the other day. I'm just saying. My favorite sport, the offseason is not more entertaining than the actual product that you see out there. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. That's it. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. You don't, I guess you, my thing is, is you're going to lose young fans if you throw in an extra 20 minutes of watching a play that happened. Exactly. Like, that review. Be, from You're going to lose young fans on the East Coast. Yeah. And if you if you look at like the demographic, I'm sure there's a lot of very prestigious Eastern time zone schools who oh, are yeah. currently watching basketball games who will no longer be able to watch them because they're fucking thirty minutes longer. Yeah. So that's my take on that. Yeah. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Next, uh, what did we say we were gonna talk about? Basketball, baseball, oh, baseball, yeah, baseball. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we had the we had the uh, we had the All Star break. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna come on and say it. Um. I mean, think last Glad time. Junior last time, was wrong. Yeah, dude. Last time we had a show was Saturday, right? Yeah. And, and ironically, the, did I mention my bracket for the home run derby on the show last? No, time? no. You oh, called but, Vlad Junior, right? Well, no. Initially, I picked Yelich. It, 
Cause, well, naturally. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, he, he was leading the league at homers, and he was up against Vlad Jr. And Was that round one? Yeah, that was round one. Yeah. Like, that was a, that would have been a nice round one match. No, that would have sucked because, actually, I think this might have been the hypest home run derby I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. Except for, like, um, what, what was this? I think. Who was the guy? Beltre? Adrian Beltre had a really good one. Yeah. Um, but Vlad literally also, shattered almost Pujols every had a good record one, you I think, think it was. Of. Yeah. But, but... I don't think any of them really compared to what Vlad Jr. Like, and um, uh, Jack Peterson did. Yeah. I really don't think it did. That he might have been the best about home run derby. Seventy home runs and still was able to put up what twenty one, twenty two in the final round. He? Well, no, I'm saying before he got to the final round, like he yeah. had, he had about seventy something <coughs> to have about you know twenty one, twenty two that he dropped in that last round. Like, dude, that was ridiculous, dude. It was ridiculous. Like he he showed no sign of really getting gassed and tired. He just was smacking them left and right. Yeah, man. That was... That was... Uh... And, like, when they showed the spray chart, too, like, every single one was going in the same area. He wasn't spreading it around the field. He kept going for left fi- for uh, right field. I mean... I mean that, left field, yeah. Left. That just shows, like... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. That just... Sh- I mean, that shows, like... It's not like he's necessarily locked in or anything. It's just, uh-huh. like, he is literally just taking every every ball to left. He's got the same swing, and yeah. it's, it's working for him. Yep. I mean his, but his power like was, because it's not like he was just hitting you know short home runs. He was blasting them four hundred feet almost every time. Have you? We we should actually we should share this on the show this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the violent swing that he has. Yeah. Um. We like we've talked about it. I, th- so I think we've talked about nasty. it on the show. I think we talked about it last. Yeah, week. I think it was. It I was, was like, last man, week. the way that this ball just pops off of his bat is like I, violent. I thought Aaron judges home run sound was ridiculous Dude, but vlad's is it's different it's like a gunshot yeah yep like that's the best not even gunshot like a cannon almost no no like a, have you ever have you ever been near a gun that goes off next to you that's what it sounds like all right all right like my my friend actually made made the uh made the reference and mm-hmm. uh, i'll give him credit for it and holy fuck it was spot on because if you want, if you like, listen to that in like high def headphones, mm-hmm. it literally sounds like a gun is going off when he when he strikes the bat onto a baseball. Man. It's 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 violent. That's like, the only way to describe it. It's a violent. It's like a fucking gun going off. Vlad is just he's next level. He, yeah, I think he's so young. He's so so young. And we've seen if 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 anything genetically is passed down. Yeah, you know that that kid is going to be great for a long time. Not to mention, because Vlad, Vladimir is, Guerrero is a he was great for a while. He's a he's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, he is. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, deservingly so. Oh yeah, but it's it's like with Vlad Junior. Like if you notice, sometimes if you ever get to watch a game of his, he has gr- pretty great plate discipline. Like really? he's like he kind of looks out for what pitch to swing at. Like yeah. he's not. It's not like when Aaron Judge hit the scene, and you know Judge had a pretty high strikeout count. Yeah, Vlad isn't really going to strike out that much. Like yeah. he he's going to pick his pitches. And make the most of every single attempt that he has. Yeah. So it's the, the only thing that I have concern with about power hitters is um, how long can they do it? No, it's that they they I they eye in on certain pitches. Oh yeah. So this is the reason, and I, I could be being a homer here right now, but mm-hmm. this is the reason why I think Miguel Cabrera is like leaps and bounds better than everybody. Yeah. yeah, the power's not here right now. He's got knee injuries and back injuries right. and everything else. But, but he's still solid this year. I mean he's he's batting three hundred. Yeah. I would give him a B rating. Yeah. If if I could on the season. Fair uh, enough. I actually I saw somebody else do 
uh, a different rating. They gave him like a C minus, and I, I disagree mm. with that. Yeah, it was it was a pretty uh, credible source as well. Okay. Anywho, um, so the reason why I give Miguel Cabrera like a different grade than anybody else is because the adjustments that he makes at bats. So if you throw him a changeup low in the zone mm-hmm. and you leave it in the zone, he knows that if he drops his bat down and fucking throws a power in late, mm-hmm. that the ball's just scorched anywhere out of the park, you know? Uh. And I feel like young young power hitters, mm-hmm. they they eye in on one pitch. So if it's a fastball up in the zone, they've seen it a hundred times, They're it's gonna gone. Go for it, yeah. But if you don't throw that it's hard to make the adjustment. They strike out a lot. You know, yeah. Jim Tomey, um, you know, a lot of really, like, uh, I, I can name 100 more. It's just there's there's so many, like, young, good, just power hitters who strike out a lot just due to that fact. So if he really is that disciplined and he can, He'll have you a know, hell of a career. Yeah, and if, if he can show patience and yeah. make adjustments during the at-bat, like, you know, picking up, because you don't see the same pitcher every time, you know? You yeah, see a starter. You really don't. You see a starter. At, you know, at the very best, three times a game, unless they're exactly. elite, unless see they're really times. just you know zoned in. If you see a pitcher four times in a game, you're not touching them. Just yeah. don't even, don't even. You're, you're it's try tomorrow. Exactly. You know? But if you if you, if you can if you can take advantage of a guy that comes in in the first inning, you know, throwing but nothing but fastballs high and away, mm-hmm. and then you smack one of those out of the park, and then in your next at bat, the guy doesn't want to throw to you. You know, yeah. that now you're talking some shit. Yeah. You know. You know, these are starting pitchers, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, you gotta you you know, MLB is different because a lot of people don't really realize like when they're watching a baseball game, like these aren't you know single like when you're watching a bad team. Even so, these are people who aren't in single A, double A, triple A. These are actual pro players, professionals, man. Yeah, it's just some people have professionals that are better than the rest. Exactly, that's really what it breaks down to. Because it's, it's a huge difference when you put a guy in, you know, the majors compared to single A and double 100%, A. 100%. It's, it's a huge difference overall. Yeah. And that's why I still, I'll, I'll still, like, I've watched probably 40, 50% of Tigers games that have come on this year. Yeah. Because I'm not watching scrubs. I mean, they nah. look like scrubs out there. And but I mean, the Tigers, they're just playing against better talent. We're having a bad season, but we still have games we're pretty entertaining to watch we won like 12 to 8 today yeah so it's like it's not like they're always putting out a bad product i mean yeah when they're bad yes they're bad oh yeah but they can still and all those other shit yeah Yeah. like they can still put on a hell of a game to watch you know pitching wise even get some good plays on defense here and there which are few and far between compared to everything else and even put on a display you know with some good offense too yeah yeah internet yeah where is my smoking device got it right here thanks Boss. it's nice having an intern oh yeah it is. i kind of want a colder beer do you have a beer that's colder than this one unfortunately we're about to be fresh out there's a bunch of beers upstairs wink wink Should go grab, grab a beer them? yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was gonna ask you to plug this in but i'll do it time out for me <laughs> so been, she's been hanging on and listening to the show hey man look this is what happens you know Next level stuff, man. Yeah. So, thoughts on the actual All-Star game? Um, the actual All-Star game, um, I don't know. I kind of think they're all flukes just due to the fact that the American League just dominates every season. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did kind of find entertaining is that there was a uh, – is there – that doesn't look that cold. There's like – the the Rockies aren't yeah. blue. Yeah, they are. Hardly. 
It's better than what's in the fridge. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so as far as the All Star Game goes, I think I actually enjoyed watching it. But I think uh, one thing I did enjoy—I mean, obviously Verlander started the game. Um, you know, everybody knows I'm fucking love Jason Verlander. I don't. I, I, the commentary was cool. I guess you know that they mic'd up certain players and talked to them throughout the game. That was cool. You know, with the coaches and everything else. Um, I don't know. It just kind of sucks that you know who's going to win. Yeah. Like I like I think from Vegas perspectives that the American League was like six and a half point favorites. Yeah. Like it's that just, should not happen in baseball games. Like Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. It, no, it's crazy though because it's like when I did my ballot this year, I knew. And I don't even watch as many NL games, but it was straightforward who was an all-star in the NL. The AL, on the other hand, it's like it was so, you know, a little different this year. But think of it like this, though. You have somebody like Bellinger and Yelich in the outfield. Yeah. And then you lose the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why not play? Like, as a manager for the National League, why not play that guy 90 innings? Yeah. Like, are you obligated to play all 25 players? Is that I think it? you are actually because they even had like this rule that they were mentioning, where it was like, yeah, uh, you know, you can designate a guy that's played to come back if you need to throughout yeah. the course of well, the game. Well, then, well, then here's the thing: change the fucking rule of the sport. Yeah, because nobody wants to. No pitchers want to go play where they have to bat, have to bat. Yeah, and they ruin their career statistics. Unless your fucking name is Max Scherzer, right? And you have to play there, and you have to bat, and then, you know, you're playing... Like, I don't know. Actually, I would if I was a hitter, I'd rather play in the National League. You're playing against different hitters. Yeah. At, uh, I don't know, actually, because you can beat up on guys who are doing bad in games. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. The argument goes both ways, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, I just... I mean, it was a it was a decent product to watch for me, you know. Like, I liked it. I enjoyed yeah, it. It was it was it was entertaining, yeah. you know. And then I one thing that I do love about the MLB All Star Game is you know the moments where they have the guys mic'd up while they're at bat or while that was cool, man. Yeah, like I, like I didn't watch your game last year. Was that they just did it last year? year. No, they oh, did they it did last year too. Okay. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like you know, you got a guy in the field. Like oh wait, hold hold up real quick. I'm gonna just go ahead and field this. All right, so what were you saying? Like you know, it's just it's kind of entertaining. Or yeah, man. like this year, dudes mic'd up. Against Justin Verlander, <laughs> like yeah, you're taking yeah. that bad against Verlander, was, uh, and you're distracted. Yeah, it was like it was like the mic. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, Freddie Freeman. And he was, was. talking to fucking <laughs> Joe Buck while he's fucking. He was telling Verlander, he's like, "Hey, they're telling me what you're throwing, right? You know." And then Verlander hits him with a changeup inside, and yeah. he's like, "Verlander comes on, he's like, why didn't you swing?' You know, right? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, and then Joe Buck's like, "Good take, good take." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, thanks, Joe." You know, like that's fun. Like, like it's really, honestly, it really makes it so much fun to watch. Realistically, honestly, if because the, the MLB is losing fans, it's not a question. Like if it, if I felt it wouldn't distract the player and kind of hurt the product a little bit at times, yeah, I would say do it in every game because he did strike out on the yeah. Pitch. So you know, it's and like, when Yelich and Bellinger were both mic'd up, mm-hmm. it was like a double into the gap. Yeah, and I, I don't know who it wasn't Acuna who hit it because it is National League. Uh, Whoever the fuck hit it, anyways, it went in the fucking gap, you know. And it's just like it's it's quite the distraction. Right. Like, can you imagine like trying to shoot the podcast and be like, and then still, oh, do Chris, that at walk the, same the fucking time. crazy dog, yeah, you know, like, like you you, you wouldn't be as it's focused. not gonna work out, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a cool concept though for all star games. Like, yeah, it really 
you know, it it's something I would like to see every league kind of adapt in their All Star game if they can. Right. Like it, I can see how it works in the NFL. You well, the NBA does. The NFL's fucking All Star game is a joke. Yeah. The NBA All Star game is good though. Like yeah. the NBA All Star game. They fucking they do dunks. They it's don't the play any the defense best. until like the very last. Exactly. Three minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's 140 to fucking 132. Yeah. You know, East always wins. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. This year no, the West no, might no, actually, no. The West normally wins. Yeah, I, I take know, the back. West I take that back. More stacked. Whatever team LeBron's on. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's why they did away with East and West now, though. It's the draft for it uh-huh. for the last two years with the NBA. Yeah, because it seems like whatever team LeBron James plays on, they fucking win, you yeah. know, since fucking Kobe dropped out of it. Basically, yeah. Like, I mean, uh, it. like, I do miss the concept from the All-Star game, though, from baseball, where winner got home field advantage. They don't do that anymore? Nope, they don't do it anymore. Why? Nope. They stopped it a Is few it, years ago, actually. Mm, no. Yeah. Yeah, they stopped it a I've been telling people for the past few years that that's how it works. Nah, they changed it. And I was oh, kind of well, disappointed when I found out about that. I'm like, really? Wait, so I, does I it go by record? Yeah, it goes by record. Because I would have loved if other leagues adapted that for their all-star game. Like, yo, home field advantage goes well, to at the least they did, like, commentary and kind of made it, like, a fun event. Yeah. Then. But you know. to make the all-star game, like, you know, that's part of your accolade as a super, as, as a, as a, as a, um, as a, as an athlete. Yeah. You know, you're like... I'm a 13-time All-Star. Yeah. That's something that comes up when they announce you fucking when your career's done. Yep. 10-time All-Star fucking Chris Warren. Yeah, like, you know, you're trying to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, how many times were you an All-Star? Right. How many times were you an All-Pro? You know, how many awards did you win? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just part of the process. So, um, we did bring up that we... You know what's cool? Is we don't edit our show. Nah. We don't fucking... I, like we cut nothing out, we don't fuck up, and we don't screw up. So like when I feel like when I switch topics, people probably think like I cut out the bad shit and like, then no, I just jump just, to the next bo- next topic. So should I just start saying next topic, just in case we do fuck up and then I can start editing shit out? No, I'm just kidding. Nah, we don't <laughs> need to. We good. We next good. topic. Yeah. Uh, so um, we did say actually that's the reason we um, fucking. Use the intro to the show. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, your boy, Mr. Michigander, Mr. Mike Posner, what'd you say he was doing? Walking across America. He's doing wow. Forrest Gump. And the crazy thing about that, actually, uh, I, I touched on it earlier, is that I know somebody who's doing this or who talked about doing this as well. Mm-hmm. And my, my first response to the person when they said that they were going to do it, I'm like, no plane tickets are like three hundred and forty bucks to yeah. go from like Florida to Washington, well, you right? Know you could just you could just pay to fly, right? Oh, I want to do it for the experience. Yeah, he looked at me. He's like, you, you you're missing everything. Yeah. Like you don't understand what I'm doing here, and I, like I just didn't get it. And I talked about it with a few people that I know, and they're just like, yeah, that dude's fucking nuts. Man. But it is a thing, and actually, the majority of the time that it does happen, it is with people from Michigan. What did you do over there, intern? getting some followers oh <laughs> <laughs> she's promoting her instagram <laughs> hey look i just fo- i just follow her so oh shit you know, that's why i was smiling already got yeah. a follower yeah just chris saying. has got his phone out like oh we got a like instagram on, let, me, let yeah. me get this follow real quick anywho uh 
Excuse me. So, uh, yeah, so Posner's walking across the country. And, Chris, you and I were talking about, let's let's try and have the same conversation because it was pretty fucking interesting earlier when we were mm-hmm. talking about it. Uh, so, normally when people do this, they, like, fly to, like, the bottom of the country. So, right. they go to, like, the Keys, right? Yeah. They go to, like, Actually, Key West, Florida. how he did his. Because from the looks of it, it was looking like he... You said that he might have started in Michigan, right? Like it, it, yeah, it looks like he started in Michigan because the show, one of the stops was, like... And he brought fucking Tech Nine along. Yeah, Tech, Tech Nine, Nine is yeah. now with him out of nowhere. Like, dude. That's crazy. And um, so I had a friend that did this. And That's the way that he described it to me, because I was like, dude, now you can fly, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. You're like, I'm, and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You're walking across the country, you know? Man. And uh, he's like, no. So it was him and his girlfriend at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, they were thinking about just walking the country. And it was just like a fucking an accolade under the belt, you know? Right. So what he wanted to do was start in Key West, Florida. And literally walk to like the peak fucking point in Washington, man. And I'm like, dude, you're you're you know you're nuts, right? And the here's how he had it planned out. So what he was gonna do was leave at a certain time of the year to where the climate would have been in good condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. To walk from Florida to Washington, and they had it timed out. And there's like an app that you can download to do this too, to where um, you can. Uh, rent like time to work with people on Craigslist or something like Craigslist apparently is like a big provider of this Mm -hmm. and you like show up at their house and you stay for two weeks and like you fucking you know you help like move eggs around and you know pull crops and things like that like apparently farmers are like take big you know they like this is something that regularly people do Mm -hmm. and these are people that they hire this is something that they hire people for, right. like, to do regularly. And, um, yeah, he was just going to do it. And, and he only brought what he could carry. So it would be, like, one yeah, of those. Yeah, it's like you basically backpack it. Yeah, you know? so it was one of those uh, water backpacks that had, like, water in it. Oh, yeah. And then he also brought, like, a water filter. Yeah. And you know what's the craziest part about it? What? He said, like, ten pairs of socks were essential. Really? Yeah, man. Wow. You have to have good feet. Yeah, true, true. And then, like, you have to be able to... So, he would condition for this as well. Mm-hmm. So, he had to be able to swim across, like, a 3,000-foot lake or something. Uh, like, at all times. Like, at any point in the day, no matter how tired you were. You gotta be and this is something that he trained for. So, he would, you know, stay up for fucking 20 hours. Probably at a fucking rave, knowing this guy. Right. And then go to a lake and swim across it. Like, this is something that he would do regularly just to... Like prep himself for this show or for this event, and him and like his fucking random girlfriend at the time would—they were gonna walk the fucking country. Yeah, see. So apparently, with Mike's, he started in Asbury Park, New Jersey, on April fifteenth, and his destination is Venice Beach. So I mean, pretty much cross country, you yeah, know, yeah, one, yeah, one into the other. So yeah. it's, it's not as far, I don't think, as what you were saying. You know, like yeah. from, you know, bottom of Florida all exactly. the way to Washington. But still, that's a pretty nice distance, though. I mean, that's... Dude, if you if you walk that from fucking New Jersey to California, you walk it. Yeah. That's crazy. Man. Like, he's been at it for a couple months. Cause he's, if, that's psychotic. It's going to be like... like he started how far is that? It's like 3,000 miles, right? Yeah, just under 3,000. 2,942. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yep. Like that's how much is he walking in a day, roughly? They say about twenty miles, twenty a day. 
So 20 a day, yep. 3,000 miles. It's like, uh, I think they said, like, somehow they factored it, like, 7 or so in the morning, um, about 7 or so midday, and then, like, 5 in the evening portion of the day. So he plans to do it in a half a year. Pretty much. So my buddy, when he was telling me he was going to do it, he said it would take a little over a year. Yeah, so he's probably going at a lower pace than what he is. Yeah, because he planned on stopping places. He was taking almost no money with him. And that's see, the that's craziest the, part. That's the difference, too. He's taking almost no money. Mike Posner, you know, has a decent yeah, amount dude, of money. Yeah, like I'm he, sure he's he got a nice bank account. He comes from a good family. Yeah. He's made money off of music, you know, so he, he's got a sizable amount where he can do stuff like that and, you yeah. know, not have to worry about the money aspect. Yeah. Yeah, and this guy, like, well, the plan was... So when he was done, they would buy a house. Ah, okay. And um, he said whatever place that he liked best is where he was staying. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like one of those weirdos who would like get a place and like he would he would just buy like a two bedroom ranch in like a fucking shit hole in the wall uh, in Tennessee okay. if he liked it there, you know. Okay. Um. Actually, I should call him see where he's at on that on that venture. Mm-hmm. But that shit's crazy to me, man. I would I personally would probably never do that. Chris, would you drop everything you're doing to walk the fucking country for a year? And just pick up odd jobs on the way? Nope. Right. That ain't me. I can't do it. Mm -mm. Internet, is that something you would do? You know what, baby? You would walk the country. (laughs) I would take massive breaks, but I would definitely try to do it. No, there are no breaks. You, like, stop to work. Well, like you guys said, he's already well off. He's got the means to do it. Oh, so you would do the Posner version? I mean... Yeah. That's brutal, man. That is brutal. Either way you look at it. If you yeah. walk from New Jersey to California, it's fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Because you have to have... Let's, let's think of the essentials. So, you yes. think he's walking to the UP? No. Then no, he hasn't he, touched down to Michigan. He's a fraud. Yeah. Well, no, he's not walking. He's walking Jersey to Cali. Yeah. Michigan ain't really on the way. You know? But that's... Should, that's we, ditch pro- should we ditch this topic? <laughs> <laughs> we leave it in. It just—it's—it's it's for fucking crazy people, honestly. Eh, I, mean, I couldn't see myself doing it. I could not see myself. No, doing why it. would you ever? What? What's the point to be like? Oh, I walked across this country one time. Right. When you're old as shit, yeah, I walked from Maine. Yeah, I did it before kids. I walked from Maine to Southern California, and right. that's why I'm here. Like <laughs> you're fucking nuts out of your brain, dude. Yeah. Anyhow. What we got next? Think of this, Chris. What would you? So, with the knowledge that you know now, without even looking about walking the country, what would you bring if you started in northern Maine? And let's say you would have to leave like late March, and say you had a two grand in your pocket, right? That's what you brought with you. You had two thousand dollars. Let's stay on this topic. So you had two grand, right? Mm -hmm. You start in northern Maine, and I'll give you last week of April. Mm -hmm. What would you bring? I mean, definitely would need a poncho at that point, just, you know, for any rain. I mean, water, you need to filter at that point. You bring a water filter. Yeah. You would um, bring water with you? I mean, to start off. Not if you have a water filter. Yeah, I mean. That eliminates the idea of bringing water. All right. Well, I'm so, fine. Yeah. Um, but no, you would uh, call me first, I think. <laughs> well, no, because the only reason I say that is because, you know, like, you have that water to start you off on the journey. Like, you know, oh, and you just throw the bottle. Yeah, okay, know. so okay, yeah. so you're leaving. Okay, all right. So you know, is, is your how many water leaving? bottles? Yeah, just one to start. Okay, you got okay, the filter. fair enough. There's no fair. need to have more than that. Okay, all right. Um, 
Remember, you're walking. This isn't a fucking yeah. truck drive. I mean, you know, like some other clothes and shit to change into and shit. Clothes? I mean, maybe, you know, like another pair of shorts or something mm-hmm. or some sweats and another shirt here and there. Uh, the socks. Uh, make sure it's, you know, the most comfortable fucking shoes I can have. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you definitely going to need that. Right. Um, I mean, a hat, clearly. No, you don't get sunburned. Yeah, but you're wearing that. Like, I mean, like, in yeah. your knapsack or in your yeah. backpack. What are you bringing? Obviously, I mean, you have a backpack and you have you a know, hat. Some type of trail mix and shit for, you know, to eat. As yeah. I go that way. Sure. You know, some nutrition there. That's about it that I can think of, really. So, here's where I'm at. I think you could eat along the way. Mm-hmm. And if you plan on just going, 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 going. Yeah, you bring a water filter. I would bring a bunch of different pairs of socks because your feet have to be protected, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, thick wool socks. At this point, no one cares what you smell like. Mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of have insight. Like, if I was just starting off by myself, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I would just buy shit along the way. And then shit, like, wasn't essential to me, I'd just throw it. Right. And then just pick up the shit that, like, was essential to me. Yeah, obviously a water filter, obviously. There. Bring a quick, like, little snack for 20 hours into the trip. Mm-hmm. Anywho. We got 15 minutes, and uh, we're doing fantasy football this week. All right. So. East. Yeah, yeah, we're doing the NFC East. Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins. Yeah. Uh, How do you want to do this? Uh, I mean, last year you did leave us with the cliffhanger. Who would we pick from Washington? All right, we're starting with Washington. Now, do you want to do by a round, or do you want to do just, like, who to take? I'd say. You want to do it by a round, or do you want to do it by a division? Mm. We'll do it by division. Well, we started by division anyway. So yeah, yeah, we'll start. do it by division. Yes. Well, I was thinking, like, where does Zeke go? Well, I mean... Probably first cl- or second. Clearly, the top two picks in the division are Zeke and Saquon. Like, that's clearly the top two picks in the division. No questions asked. Yeah, heck. so where do they go each? <laughs> Chris has the number one pick in I fantasy would say, I would take Saquon over Zeke. Because mm. with the little, you know, the little domestic stuff going on with Zeke right now, like... Is I don't think Vegas? he's yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. he's gonna get suspended, but just to play it safe. And then too, they're gonna have to rely on Saquon more in New York anyway. So yeah, yeah, you get more production out of him. But he did go quiet in the playoffs last year for people. Yeah, yeah. he lit up the regular season as well as any fucking sixth overall yeah, pick and then could when have. The playoffs came. It was like like they like people were drafting him out of where did he go? Pitts, Pittsburgh. No, he was a uh, Saquon was Penn State. Yeah. Or that's what I meant, Penn yeah. State. Yeah. Um. So out of out of Penn State, he was a top half of the first round. Yep. Like without question. Like if, if you're if your league year of football, people were like, yeah, he's top. Eight. If your league didn't draft Zaquan six or higher, you should drop out of it if yeah. you think you're better than them. Yeah. Because it's it's just not fun at that point, right? Yeah. So Saquon actually went six in our league. Okay. In fair. both leagues, actually. That's fair. So. Let's just assume that Saquon goes six. Mm-hmm. He outperformed essentially anybody mm-hmm. and went dead quiet in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. He goes number one this year. Unless you think that Zeke is the safer option in the playoffs. Right. Like, that's really – and it, it's, a, it's really a toss-up between yeah. the two yeah. at the end of the day. Because, I mean, yeah, Saquon's going to give you, you know – some receptions too because he he's a pass catching back mm-hmm. as well more so than zeke would but it's bold take i'm telling you right now take saquon 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would I would take Saquon myself, too. Number one pick this year is Saquon. Yeah. Um, I'll get into the Gurley and Bell and everything else when we start talk, you know, talking about their divisions, yeah. respectively. However, take Saquon first overall this year. Yeah. You know what's crazy, though? What? I don't want the first pick this year. You know, I very rarely want the first pick just because I always want the first pick. I, I never really want the first pick because I'm like, I would outsmart myself on the first pick. So, no, the first pick is always easy. The first pick is always easy because you get the bona fide, unless you take like David Johnson. Yeah. You know, that's that's the one time where it's like, shh, yeah. that screwed me. Um, but nobody and even saw then, that coming last year. And even then, like, if you take David Johnson when he gets injured against the Lions, what was it, 2017? Yeah. You have, like, first priority on the waivers because it happened so early where you can yep. where you can adjust. Or even, like, the year where, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook was a rookie and everybody was like, yeah, you know, snatching up Dalvin Cook and he tore his ACL against the Lions. Yeah, yeah. You know, before he even hit his stride, too, which was sad. All right, tell you what. Here's one another thing I'm going to do on the pod. I'm going to tell secrets. Okay. You know why it's best to take the first pick in the in the in the draft? Why? I'll give you. I'll let I'll let you give it a guess. Give it a guess, and I mean, then I'll tell can, you why. I mean, yeah, you get the bona fide number one, but other than that, I mean, I just I. I I've been in the first pick scenario, and you know I've made the right choice. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's a preference to me to not have the first. I bet you you won the league if you pick first. Well, I mean, clearly I won leagues last year when I picked first. So yeah. so so statistically speaking, and this is with people who quit after two weeks of doing fantasy football, right? Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, the first the person who picks in the first position wins like eighteen percent of the time. You know why? And it's 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 leaps and bounds beyond any other point. There's twelve, uh, hypothetically speaking, twelve rounds, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why is because of the two three turn. Yeah. You know what? Um, people who so anybody who's in a redraft league, you're drafting first, and you don't do anything to the snake draft. Yeah. If you have the choice, or if you have any, like, any pick, of where you draft in the draft take number one and the reason why is because of the two three turn because think of it this way you get the number one player in the draft right Mm -hmm. and then you get the number 24 and 25th best player in the draft you have three of the top 25 players in fantasy football true true like yeah you don't get pick again until you know the four or five turn however you're sitting golden with the three of the top 25 players. Yeah. You hit on all three picks, you win every single time. True. It's not even a question. It's easy. easy. It's easier from a time management a- aspect with drafting to draft in that type of light, too, because, you know, you, oh, okay, I got my, I know what my picks are. Boom, back to back. Well, you know the number one pick, but you also, you're, so you're not only fucking, so last year, look at it like this, right? You mm-hmm. get Todd Gurley. And then on the, fucking two three turn you take travis kelsey and then you get a st- number one wide out receiver yeah. as well so that's that's literally you can't three beat skill that positions team. you're good you cannot yeah. beat that team as yeah. long as they draft in a at a normal rate and it's not just you know randomizing it each round you're kind yeah of so what i did i had the number one pick last year mm-hmm. and i knew all of this going into the draft right i finished with 300 points more than the second overall pick last year or than the okay than the second highest scoring team. Mm-hmm. The reason being is because I took Gurley, I took Kelsey, and then I took fuck who was I think it was Mike Evans. 
you know, Mike Evans is actually pretty solid. Mike fantasy. Evans is going to be a top five fantasy receiver, if not top three. Yeah. However, the reason, the thing is, he's going to give you that same production mm-hmm. that, not the same, but very close in the same tier as DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. For fucking half the cost. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and you can that's steal him the a little point. later. Yeah. Than you I'll, I'll, I'll provide more secrets later on. Fair I'm just. Enough. This is. I'm giving you kind of glimpses of where my mind is at when it comes to drafting and fantasy football. Okay. Um, All right. That's that's like that. Drafting is is key. Yeah. Drafting where you you're drafting, at. Drafting, and then you know, if you do somehow fuck up on the draft, you better be good at waiver wire. Yeah. And actually, speaking of waiver wire, let's just go ahead and yeah. throw in the uh, the uh, our our topic for kind of the rule change this year is fob. Yeah, I'll take a beer too. <laughs> Thanks, internet. <laughs> if you if right? yeah, I'm good. Okay, so if you are, um, if you're not doing free agency acquisition budget, mm-hmm. your league is trash. <laughs> it's 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 just it is what it is. If you don't if you don't have fob in your league, your shit is trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want? Oh, here. Do fob. All right. Just it's 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 not like it's not a discussion. Mm-hmm. If you're commissioner. Says no, uh, I like uh, I like the last place team getting the best uh point, best position of uh, the waivers. You're, you're fucking stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. The most fair way, the most like, the most educated way to play fantasy football is because it is a skill. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that off balances it from being skill and luck. Right. If I bet fucking thirty five of my two hundred dollars in one week on Philip Lindsay and that wins me the yeah. league. That's because I'm fucking better than at this than you. Right. Not that, oh, I lost the last two weeks because I drafted like shit. Oh, and this guy looks good. Let me grab him. Right. You know, that's it's that's the difference. Okay. I'm rambling, man. Go ahead. What, what do you I mean, got? That's, that's not a bad concept. Am I concept, right or am I wrong? Though. No, that's not a bad concept. I mean, you really can't have any newbies in there doing that, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, you, that really, they'd be out of fucking money within the first you know, like month of the season at that point. So how it really works, and I'll give you more secrets. So there's $200, I think is what Yahoo starts you at. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the amount that you get per year. So you have like 12.50 to spend per week on waivers, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, that seems average. Mm. 16 weeks, $200. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think 12.50 is like right on the nose, actually. Yeah. Um, so that's how much you have to spend per year, per or no, per week. In a year, on a waiver, but week fifteen, week sixteen, you're fucking picking bones, man. People are spending two, three dollars on waivers, dude. Yeah. If there's a fucking George Kittle out there, or Greg Kittle, whatever the fuck his name is, mm-hmm. um, you know, who's just sitting on the waivers, or you know, some tight end of that caliber, right. fucking spend thirty dollars on him, you know. Okay. Right. I mean, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Giving you guys secrets right now. That's what yeah. I'm doing. Oh, I'm, a, I'm probably have to try it in my league. I'm gonna try it in my league. Chris, if you I'm beat sorry. me with my techniques, I'm gonna drown you in the. Well, I'm sorry. Look, drown I you t- in the thing I outside. Told people, they were banned from listening once the season started. So yeah, if you're in a league with us, you cannot you know. listen to the show because <laughs> I'm gonna be providing secrets all season. Man. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna be like we're gonna do we're gonna have a waiver show. I think we should move to two a week, right? Yeah. For fantasy purposes. Yeah, too. yeah. For just yeah. for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fantasy purposes, uh, so we didn't touch on Philly, or we didn't touch on the Washington. big topic of the week. Yeah. Was Washington? I mean, where do you Where so do you go? Even though he pulled his hammy this week, 
I, I would say from Washington, I feel like Geis may be the safe bet. Okay. And like where do you I, take him at this point? Eighth round? Yeah. I feel like you're, at the you're highest, touching Geis in the eighth round? I feel I feel like that may be about the highest I'd take him. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, other than him, the next safest bet to me out of that offense, but it's a it's a health thing with him, is uh, Chris Thompson. Yeah, you also got Adrian Peterson, man. Yeah, and it's just, which, granted, Adrian Peterson has not hit the wall yet. Yeah. But that high in age at that position, it's such a gamble here. And yeah. There. yeah. Yeah. Like, even as much of a freak of nature that Adrian Peterson is, it's such well, a gamble. Watching him outrun defenses last year kind of sold it for me. So. Yeah. If guys does go down, I think that is. Yeah, that's the definite pick that you. Have here's made. the thing. I think it's the steal of the draft. Oh yeah, because I mean, a lot of people stole him last year. Yeah, exactly. Because like, they didn't expect him to be the actual. So one starter thing that I did last year, like I traded Adrian Peterson for James Conner. Oh, that was a steal for you, though. Right. Because even though Adrian Peterson played up a lot, James Conner played out of his yeah. fucking mind. However, the thing with fantasy is value. Yeah. So if you can get AP in the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th round, yeah. you you might win your league just yeah, based off of that move because not only is it A, tradable for somebody who's worth its second and third round talent, but yeah. B, you fucking start him in the flex. Yeah. And this guy goes off for 20 points, two touchdowns. And the touchdowns. flex could go so far for you for your team. Yeah. Like, people do not understand at times how valuable the flex position is. Right. So, we got Darius Geis, Adrian Peterson, Clay, uh, Chris Thompson. Yeah. I think kind of at, at this point, Darius Geis has got to take. Yeah. But if this injury holds up, you, you might be looking AP. Yeah, definitely AP more so. If Chris it, if Thompson, don't touch him. Grab him in the 14th, 15th. Oh, no. Just yeah, throw him on the bench. You I know? mean, I'd say he's a safer bet, like, but not as anybody I'd take in like, a single-digit round. Hell Some no. people are grabbing the 11th or 12th and just be like, hey, man, I got a seal. I did it last year in our draft that I finished second. I in. mean, I did it last year and the year before because, you know, a couple yeah. of years ago I picked him up on waivers and he just was lights out. It's just with Chris Thompson, he's either going to give you almost 20 or more mm-hmm. or he's not going to give you Or he's going to give you two. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's no in-between right. for him. So, speaking of running backs in the NFC East, the big move actually this year, one of the bigger moves, honestly, in the NFL offseason was Jordan Howard going to the Eagles. Yeah. That can be that can work out pretty great for Philly. It could. And the reason being is because they have a good offensive line. Yep. Um, they block well. They yeah. normally, if they have a good running back, they produce good running back numbers. Yep. Um, Jordan Howard could actually be decent draft in like the fifth or sixth round yeah that could actually be a hell of a value in the fifth or sixth like, round unless the rookie that they have miles sanders r- yeah unless yeah. he really really takes off yeah and you know steals the touches in camp yeah jordan howard is definitely the guy jordan howard's the, honestly he's jordan howard's the guy to take there yeah. um chicago especially the fact that chicago didn't beat and bruise him you know yeah, he's underutilized did. there yeah because they had terry cohen and they were like oh we got to give you your touches so yeah and he had the talent to play there like he's still pretty fresh yeah Let's stay in Philly. Where do, who do you who are you taking first as far as their wideouts? Is it Alshon Jeffrey still? I think it is. Even still if the fact that they still have Aguilar and they brought in Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, but Deshaun Jackson to me, that's another hit or miss guy. Like he can go big or he's a lot older now. Yeah, he's a lot older now. I mean, he still has the speed, but shit. Yeah, I I, I take Alshon. I still take Alshon first. I agree. I, I, t- agree. I go Alshon, Angler, then Deshaun. And I'm not touching Alshon until the fifth round. So yeah. if you if you if you plan on taking him sooner, don't even do it. I mean, the clear no brainer to take first on Philly is Ertz. Yeah, you take Ertz first. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. Actually, speaking of tight ends, uh, Cowboys 
Mm-hmm. Brought back your boy. Oh, yeah. For wait. Monday Night Football. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if Dude, he comes Prescott back in. Prescott could dump it, man. Yeah, if he can dump it to him and, you know, Witten holds up and stays healthy. I really got to pee. Should I hold out? Yeah, no, I got to pee. All right. I mean, I'll just end it. You're at an hour. It's. This oh. is Miss Internet. Yeah, thanks, Internet. No, long. no, no. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Witten, you know. Talk tight I, ends. I feel. It's, it may be a health thing because that year off could possibly have made his body not able to adjust to it. So that's my thought process with it. Um, Evan Ingram, under any other circumstances, would be a great tight end to take because he's got every tool you can think of to be an elite tight end for fantasy. But his quarterback is literally between Eli Manning, who's mentally, you know, a little handicapped because he just can't get it together, <laughs> and Daniel Jones, who shouldn't even have been drafted when he was drafted. He got drafted way too high. So, like, you got to factor that in at that point. It's not like with Dallas with Dak where Dak's competent enough to dump it off. Eli's just going to be like, I don't – is anybody open? I'm just throwing it. And, I mean, because Ertz is the top of the crop in the division, I I still feel like a healthy Jordan Reed is a safer bet, like, if he's healthy. But it's a matter of uh, Jordan Reed staying healthy, though. That's Here, the thing let for me, me, me with that one. Because Miles is opposed. I'm jumping in. Miles is so. opposed to Jordan Reed. But I'm like, if he's healthy. I actually. If I he's healthy. There's an asterisk next to Jordan Reed. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Because good quarterbacks, they don't need a tight end, right? Yeah. Quarterbacks who are coming out of college who are good utilize the tight end like fucking crazy. Yeah. Like any good quarterback that you've ever seen come out and play with a decent tight end, they perform extremely well. Now, obviously, Crumpler, you know. I mean, just think about, just look back to Mahomes and Kelsey last year. You know, shit like that. So, Jordan Reed's a good tight end. Yeah, he's a great tight end. He's one of the best we've ever seen. Honestly, yeah. It's just injuries. He just he never stays on the field for a full season, or even almost half. Now here's the thing: if Dwayne Haskins. Picks up the starting role after after week four after Case Case Keenum shits the bed. Mm-hmm. I decide to throw Haskins at the fire. I mean, he threw what like fifty some odd touchdowns in Ohio yeah, State. He did. I mean, I don't know what his what his tight end numbers look like, but I can imagine they're probably pretty decent. Oh yeah. And I can imagine with a target like that compared to Josh Dotson, fucking Richardson, and, Richardson Quinn, and Quinn. You know, yeah. like what what are we talking about? True. Jordan Reed's a guy. Yeah, that's definitely the guy. So and then you still got Vernon Davis on the other side. So too, that that one's run a two tight end set. So they, which they run a lot of. Yeah, and which they run a lot of. They run a lot of football too. Yeah. So if 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 Haskins is the quarterback, let's just say that's what it is, and Jordan Reed is the tight end there. Now this is all preseason bullshit. Right. And actually, I think the NFC East produces some of the best tight ends. I mean, like like I was saying when you were going Ingram, if. He didn't have Eli as quarterback. Will be the like no doubt right up there with he's Ertz as far as he's tools. top five. Yeah, I like wouldn't say tool. I wouldn't say he's I wouldn't I would not put him up with Ertz yet, but he's top five. But I mean, it's it's no debate. Like just looking at the tools that he has, he's top five. No reason Ingram should not be a top five tight end in the league. I agree, hundred percent. But because he's catching passes from Eli Manning and he's not Odell Beckham, I agree. Because Eli Eli doesn't look down the field yeah. and he doesn't go through his progressions as well as some of these a. Better quarterbacks, yep. and B, younger guys who only have a couple of fucking reads. Exactly. 
he's the type of guy who's like, oh, I'm going to read the defense, and if it's not there, I'm either going to throw it deep. I'm, if it, I'm going to throw he it deep. Would. If it's not there, I'm going to dump it. He has, which to me at times is one of my favorite things to have in a quarterback if they do it right. He has a lot of fuck it in him. Like Brett Favre. Brett Favre had a lot of fuck it in him. He'll be like, all right. Eli? Yeah, like yeah. Any, anybody open? Fuck it, I'm throwing it up there. Like true, you know, I'm just, true. I'm just chucking it. Eli does it a lot. But and last granted, year, it helped that's him in why, those Super Bowls. But Lee, let, that's why Barkley had a lot yeah. of fucking receptions last yep. year because it was a lot of like it, that shit ain't there. Yeah, like it ain't there. All right, Saquon, go right, ahead. Right, right, right. Odell out there. Odell, there we go. Yeah, you know, yeah. just bro, what are you doing? <laughs> like right. meet the defense. Shit. Yeah. And what do we miss? Um, I mean, I. We didn't really touch on Dallas receivers, but I mean it's Cooper. Yeah, you know, take you, Cooper. You go Cooper. Actually, wait, that's an interesting point. Who do you take two? Do you take Michael Gallup or do you take Randall Cobb? Who do you take number two? That's I I, I thought about this when at like I want to say Cobb because I mean Gallup showed flashes, but but Gallup's also in his sophomore year as a receiver. That's different, man. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Like I don't know. I want to say Kyle. Receivers though. take that step up in their freshman or in their sophomore year. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a tough one. And then we didn't even touch New York receivers. Here's them. what I say. Mm-hmm. I say give me Gallup, and that's just without seeing the Cowboys practice or I mean, without him playing any preseason games or without seeing Gallup work out. In all honesty, um, I think my very last pick in the draft last year was Gallup. Like, as far as a very last pick, like, you know what? I'm going to take a flyer on right, it. Right, I can live with it if he played, or I can live without it if he didn't. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, that's what you do. So, yeah. here's the thing. You draft your starters, and then you draft guys to back up your starters. And then you take a flyer or two. And then you take the some flyers. Yeah. yeah, bro. Yeah, that's that's how fantasy football is built. Yep. Um, I mean, uh, I, I'll, I'll touch a little bit more on, like, secrets and, like, you know, draft questions and things like that. I think that's what we'll do. We'll throw it out there. Yeah. Anybody got any draft questions for me? I feel like I'm the expert at drafting. You know, I always, I always fucking, I make the playoffs every year in every league. Yeah. I normally do three leagues. I can't even remember the last time that I missed the playoffs. In okay. <laughs> so, so you're talking to some experts, right? Yeah. You know, we don't miss the playoffs, and we, it's built off of the draft. Am I right? Yeah. Now here, here I am. I made. I'm the asshole, right? I took Le'Veon last year at seven, mm-hmm. right? I drafted seven. Yep. I made the playoffs easily. I actually, I think I might have been the number one seed. Oh yeah, see, and that's a hit by not getting Le'Veon too. Yeah. So and and you're in the seventh. You're in the seventh spot. The yeah. most least likely to make the fucking. Yep. The uh, the playoffs. So. Yep. That's it. That's the show. Yeah. What are we on? Eighteen. Yep. Good for you, Chris. We we you, making it. You've been you've been here every show. Yeah, I think no, I think I missed one. You missed one. Yeah, that was about it. Was you missed it. two. No, two? you missed one. No, just one, I think. Yeah, you missed yeah. one. What was it like? You know, you might have breached a contract. You might owe me money for missing that one, right? Oh, I mean, how much money does Garrick owe us then? Garrick's like a hundred k in the hole. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. He came into he came into it in debt because he was supposed to fund it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you shit because I feel like ah, that's cool. I don't know. You're in pretty integral part of the show, so hey, man, look, you know, it's a little old machine out here. Yeah, man, I'm trying. Yeah. So, uh, you bring 
You bring a lot to the plate. However, I'm going to fucking stomp your face into the hole in fantasy this year. You know that, right? I mean, if you didn't say that, then I will feel like I broke you last year. Okay. So right. you know, I deleted the fair. app after we played. <laughs> <laughs> I played oh, so like, me no and Chris were in the same league last yeah. year, and I, I actually the same phone I have. It was in a stronger case. It was like in one of those OtterBox or LifeProof really? or whatever the fucking case I had at the time. You know, uh-huh. I'm like, I, I'm, I said fuck Chris. That was the first thing I said was fuck Chris. Yep. He literally messaged me, fuck you. No, I threw my phone at the brick wall at my work. And then I said, fuck fantasy football. Fuck Chris. I'm never playing fantasy football again. I picked up the phone. I literally deleted the app. Like, you know how you hold on on the iPhone? You hold the app down for a second, then the X comes up. I deleted that. And then um, I was in the championship mother league, so I'm like, I left it. But, I yeah, I deleted the app. I said, fuck you. Like... I didn't even talk to you probably for a couple of weeks after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You texted me like, oh, it's close. And I think I said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's exactly why. So, well, hey, it's pretty close, man. No, no, I'm done. So you guys know how serious we take this shit. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll provide you with more uh, more insight next week uh, for this season. Make sure you incorporate uh, free agency acquisition budget into your leagues. It is a game changer. Yep. And what are the other what are the other game uh, the the rules that we said to change? Um, you got to do uh, trades. That, you know, yeah, the trade thing. So yeah. So if anybody override. offers you a trade, yeah, um, twenty four hour process, yep. someone else can offer you a trade. Yeah. For to both sides, don't yep. do it just one side. Don't nah, do it one side. side. That that should it should have been for us last year. Yeah. And I think we said one other thing. Oh yeah, drop kickers, and yeah. add half a points for a first down. Yeah. Anyways, that's episode 18. Uh, follow our shit on Instagram. Follow internet on Instagram. Yeah. And that's the show. Peace. How I wish you could see the potential. The potential of you and me. It's like a book elegantly bound, but in a language that you can't read just yet. You gotta spend some time, love. Spend some time with me And I know that you'll find love I will possess your heart You gotta spend some time, love
your heart